What's up, Rip Nation? Gotti Jr. here. Uh, at the end of the intro music, when it starts to fade out, you're going to hear Joel Johnson. And Joel's talking about his 1987 World Championship run when he took his Kyosho Ultima up against the RC-10s. Um, I probably lost about two to three minutes at the very beginning of this conversation. It was The audio was just very distorted and unclear. So, um, so again, right after the intro music, uh, I'm going to pick it up pick up right where it starts getting clear for us and um, I just wanted to give you a heads up on what Joel was talking about um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show uh, it was a very fun show to do uh, again I want to thank uh, Mark Pavitas and Matt Francis and Joel Johnson for being on it Associated guys, if you wanted to win, and we, um, I don't know, it was a, we had, that was, I think, probably one of the first races where there was a, the tire advantage came into play, because we had, Kyosho, we had all different compounds of tires, which at the time, I don't think even, people really even thought of, but, but Kyosho had brought some tires that were much softer than what they sold, and, and, um, you know, we had, it was a track with three different surfaces that nobody had ever seen before in the U.S., and, uh, you know, it's like a, one part of it was like rock hard dirt, then there was cement, then there was dirt with oil on it. And uh, it was just, you know, a mishmash of multi, it was an original multi surface track, I guess, for England. And, uh, but, the, you know, the, the Ultima really, you know, worked well. And, in, um, you know, we, um, but, you know, obviously you see the cars worked well, but we also had a tire advantage there for sure, I, I would have to think. So. Um, but it was fun going out and beating those guys. They were scratching their head the whole time, looking up. I never really worked on my car much. I mean, I ran it, <laughs> ran good. I, yeah, I don't rebuild shocks. Right? I'm like, hey, the thing's running fine. Why would I want to touch it? And I think I was pitting next to Cliff Lett. And uh, I remember him just looking over like, why is that guy working on his car and why is he going fast? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't broke. That's awesome. uh, so it was, that was kind of fun to go over and uh, and do that. And uh, luckily, the track had very few bumps. It had bumps, but not many jumps. And that's uh, my style of off-road, being an <laughs> on-road guy. So it mm -hmm. was a, the perfect storm, I guess, in a way. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, the RC10 was uh, is certainly the icon two-wheel drive. I mean, you got that, you got the Ultima, and then of course the Losi cars. But uh, the, back then, that was that was it. Those two so cars. So what do you think of the re-release of the RC-10? You know, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot about it. Actually, I was talking to Michael Glass about it. We uh, saw him at the mountain bike race we do on Tuesday nights and uh, last Tuesday. and So I haven't seen a lot. I think it's cool they're doing it. Uh, I mean, maybe for the collectors it kind of stinks, but I think it's kind of fun to see the retro stuff come out. I think it gives uh, it gives people an idea to see what what we were using back when this all started and and uh give some perspective on how good the equipment is now and how how much easier i think it is to um you know 
play with your RC car, and, and what a better user experience in a way. I mean, those you know, all the cars on the market went together okay, but I mean, I know you know everything did need a little dremeling every kit, you know, and then and they were, uh, you know, the way we were abusing cars in California, I think on the with these big jumps and everything, it really, you know, would for the average guy when you'd build a kit, you'd have to go out and you know go put some aftermarket stuff on it to make it really last, you know, and I think the associate car came out, and of course there was a lot of aftermarket for it, but that was a car that was really strong and, and went out and, um, you know, would hold up. I know that that original tranny was a little bit of a mess. I'm sure the guys, <laughs> Matt and those guys, know how much of a pain that was to build, but... Um, we just watched the, the Winning Edge video and tuned them in, so we were set. <laughs> Uh, yes, I mean I know Halsey. They had a whole business building those trannies for every team guy. I think on the yeah on the planet. But um, but you know that's uh, I think it's cool they're coming out with them. I think they are using that six gear tranny from what I heard, and uh, that's even more fun. I think if people get an idea of like how complicated that was compared to these the three gears we have now. So but um, it's cool. I like it. I think it like I said. I think it gives people a perspective on where we were. And how far it's come. So, are you getting one? Am I getting one? Um, no, I don't have plans yet. No, I uh, maybe a re-release of the Ultima I would probably grab. But, oh, uh, yeah. But um, but I know I I I bet one will end up in our hands here somehow. I think considering we have Mark in our office, so I think it'd be kind of fun to see what a brand new one built up looks like. So, but. Um, so that's yeah, that's my my take on that. And uh, I think it was pretty funny seeing that buggy at the RCX, the uh, Halsey kind of the, the the real the full size buggy somebody painted up and and right. versus his that ad the famous ad with him standing next to the RC10, which is awesome. So you guys couldn't get a hold of Jay to get some perspective. I can't imagine he wouldn't join the radio impound. <laughs> no contact. Yeah, we gotta get a, we gotta get a hold of Halsey. Oh, Jason, you're in a in a soup can. Yeah, you gotta oh, let him out of the the closet back there. <laughs> Get me out of the closet. Uh, well, he's a future guest of the show. Yeah, it'd be cool because I mean yeah. that they were there at the beginning. Too bad we can't get Gil. Uh, he's got his daughter's graduation today. Otherwise, I'd try to call him and get him up on talk about it because he was obviously there at the beginning too with this thing. I'm sure you can call him right now. He won't mind. Oh, yeah. Maybe you can get on his cell phone during the, the ceremony or something. He's a hard man to get a hold of. Yes, he's just back from China, so he's tough. Okay, now, before Joel Johnson goes, i got to give each one of you a lightsaber, and I want you two to battle it out for about 15 to 20 seconds to see who can slice each other up. This is AKA nice. against Ch- <laughs> Lightsabers? First, yeah, this is this is AKA against J Concepts. I assume the sound effects are to follow. Is that what you guys have all these sound? We don't know what you're talking well, about. What are you talking <laughs> oh, about? I'm gonna, yeah. hand, I'm gonna hand you the real lightsabers here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, are we I got mine early and fired it up. Jason, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Me... Jason has his lightsaber. Oh wait, wait, Jason, you have the red or blue one? I got the blue one. I have the red one. <laughs> That's perfect. AKA red. There you go. Let me put my robe on. Hold on, my cape and hood. Put on that Kyosho jacket. Yeah, let me get my Kyosho jacket. It's impervious to lightsaber <laughs> strikes. 
All right. You got that on? I'm ready. Okay, before we let Joel go, and uh, we're going to have a little battle here between AKA and J Concepts, a lightsaber battle for the. See who comes out on top here. You guys ready? Fire him up. I'm ready. I'm down. <laughs> How come Jason's lightsaber is so small? <laughs> oh, I already oh, got his knee. Nice move, Joel. Oh. Sweet delay. Right across the knees, I got him. Ah, oh, there it was. I've been, I've been, deca- I've been kneecapped. Yeah, you, you, put, you put your hand on my head and I got you right in the knee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a nice. I thought Joel was putting a good move on there, and then Jason just totally got him. Decapped me. Well, so, that's so Jay goes. Concepts comes out on top. Uh, well, we'll have to once I regenerate my lower legs, I'll have to come back on for a rematch. Hope that doesn't affect the mountain biking career. Well, I'm gonna have to lower my seat, but other than that, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll just trade bikes with you. <laughs> Oh man! Well, thanks a lot, Joel, for participating in that battle. It it is always fun to be on the radio impound. You never know what you're going to run into. Well, we'll have you on again. Our one-year anniversary show is coming up. Oh, excellent! All right, there you go on the on the 25th. So mark your calendar. All right, let me see. Let me see what Mark's schedule looks like. Well, you guys have a bike race that day. I was already told that, but uh, well. I was, I was told I, I have like three minutes with Maybe this. Maybe I can bring a Bluetooth and I just you can catch me on the trail. Yeah, the there we go. I know. Beautiful. <laughs> Hold on, Mark. I'm I'm sending it over. Sending the radio pound, impound over. All right, here. Hold on. Let's see. All if right. We can, go we can go heal those happen. wounds, uh, Joel. I am. Yes, I'm heading right to the emergency room right now. I'm gonna have Greg <laughs> drive me. There we go. Not only is AKA losing the tire award, I lost the oh. lightsaber battle oh. award. Oh, I'm no. kidding, Joel. Damn. I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. <laughs> Two low blows, one in the knees and one just above it. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. You're going to hear some wonderful music while. Uh, All right. Enjoy this it. music Thanks, while buddy. I transfer you. Hold on. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you guys. All right. Let's start this thing up. Um, we just we just had a cool lightsaber battle between Joel Johnson and Jason Rona. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it was AKA against J Concepts, and J Concepts won. I- I chopped him at the knees, Mark. Uh, typical move. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, you guys, your time is valuable. We got Matt Francis here, Jason Rona, Mark Pavitas, Kirby Hand. Go ahead, Kirby. All right, Radio Impound podcast, Rip Nation. We got a special treat for you this week. We got a, a studio full of all-stars, world all-stars right here with us besides Gotti jr and k hand we got jason rona matt francis mark pavitas so welcome to the show guys it's a special rc10 episode thank you this should be fun thanks guys welcome to the round table discussion hey is, is obama on the phone too he's Who? listening right obama <laughs> <laughs> Always. That's right. He's always listening. Yeah, everybody's listening. This yeah. is worldwide. Yeah, so keep it clean. 
All right, everybody everybody here heard the news of the re-release of the RC-10. And I'm excited because I never was able to get one back in 85 because I didn't have enough money for it. So you're yeah. probably the only one in this interview that never ran an RC-10? I Actually, I, I haven't. I never ran wow. an RC-10. Like the original <laughs> RC-10. Oh, okay. So anyway, we gathered these group of legends up to discuss. They joined our roundtable to discuss the... RC-10. So what do you guys think? The re-release was announced at RCX. All the eBay uh, collectors really love that release, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thoughts as well. I got a buddy who, um, who collects a lot of this stuff. He's got, I don't know, who knows how many cars, but that's the first thing I said to him when he told me about it. I, I go, well, what's that do to your collection? He goes, well, technically it won't because they're going to make enough changes to it to where the original stuff will still be known and the uh, the new stuff will have will be just different enough to uh, so the collectors still have the real stuff. Good news for the collectors. Yeah. I'm not going to get one, but that's beside the point. Oh, you're not? That's what I was going to ask you. You're not going to get one, huh? No, no, no. I retired. <laughs> Officially. How about you, Mark? Are you going to get one? one? Am I going to get one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I will, just because. Why not? Yeah. What uh, What do you remember most about that particular car? I, I have one at my parents' house still. Ooh. up in the attic. It's got holes drilled in it, the short arms, the, the whole cut-down chassis. It's, <laughs> they, it's up they, in the attic still- collecting dust. <laughs> Oh man, we need to get hold that and sell on eBay. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> up. Yeah, somewhere up there though. I have box and parts and all that stuff. And uh, it's I have a the prototype, one of the machined tranny cases that Curtis Hussein's made with the stealth transmission. It's all hand machined and Ooh. stuff. That would, that would go for big money. Oh my god! Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, now that they re-released the stealth transmission, it's probably half the price. <laughs> no, it's still original, man. The hand That's machine true. stuff is uh, got to bring in top dollar. Yeah. So, but I have I have a bunch of that stuff at my parents' house. You should put a header card on it and call it Mark's Parts. <laughs> <laughs> one of one. <laughs> one of one. <laughs> Captain America Stealth Tranny. Yeah, so that's probably one of the cool things that I have still at my uh, at the house there. That's and then cool. at my house, I have uh, the prototype uh, RC-10T truck. Mm. That's cool. Is that the one you won the race with at Pomona? At Pomona, yeah. Didn't you see you ran that not long ago? A few years ago, I guess. Yeah, last week. Club race. <laughs> so, yeah. So was, I have a bunch of old stuff at home. Would that happen to be the truck that uh, I had in that old school radio control car action I showed you at the Nationals? Was that the truck? Yeah, with the real square body. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Anyway, that's trucks. We talk about the buggy. So, Mark, one thing that I told these guys a second ago was. That was the last car that was fully customizable as far as, like, the polishing of parts 
and the anodizing and the dyeing of the different parts using RIT dye. And, you know, you can make that car it just as customized and as personalized as you'd want. Oh, yeah. It'd take, I, I, it'd take weeks. I, I remember yeah. before we were going to Florida, Jason tell me he spent, <laughs> spent like three weeks building this car. And they had, remember at the end of the straightaway, they had the big, you know, telephone pole. And he ran right. his car into it and just talked with the chassis. Uh, three weeks three weeks worth of work, gone. <laughs> yeah, like, over. I forget, yeah, I forget we were having like a drag race at a, at a practice day. And the way the log was set up, like someone hit me and I went wide and went straight into the thing and destroyed the car. It's going to be my winter champs car. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. But yeah, I, I think at that time more people, more aftermarket companies, I mean, survived off of the RC10 than than any other car. You know, it was kind of like the early day T Max of the mm-hmm. of our industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody tells me the hot tricks. You had to have everything hot trick. Yeah, I mean, first speed control, I got. You know, I went. Bought my well. First, I was on the waiting list for it, and then you know it comes with the wiper arm speed control. You're like, oh, this is so cool! It's you know, man, the thing goes back and forth. It has reverse, you know, and then uh, you know people tell you to bring the your you know your eraser, and you you uh, use your eraser on the resistor board there to clean it up so it's got good contact, and and then uh, hot trick was the first one that made like a really cool speed control. So that was uh, my first speed control to get rid of the resistor speed control. Where did you race in those days, Mark? What was the name of the track? Hot tracks. Okay. Yeah. That's where like a lot of those videos were done with Halsey and all that stuff. Yeah. Halsey. Well, that's back in the, those videos with Halsey, you know, jumping around and this and that. That was done at RCH, which was a few years after Hot Tracks. Right. Hot Tracks was like the very first indoor track out here in Southern California, which was in Huntington Beach. Not too far, actually, not too far from where OCRC is now that all the races go to. Where where did you race your car at, Matt, when you had it? Uh, There was, we didn't have an indoor track at the time, not till... uh, Around 89, I think it was, we got an indoor track. But we raced um, at a couple outdoor tracks by us. And um, actually, there was one indoor track up in Marysville called Sroka's, I think it was, that um, uh, John Anderson used to race at, Rick Bevo. Right. Yeah, so those are some of the all-stars from Sacramento area. Um, And then uh, down in... The Bay Area, there was uh, like Hobby Haven um, Innovations, RC, a bunch of stuff down in the Bay Area, but <clears throat> all the, the Sacramento stuff. Me personally, I raced just this little outdoor track. Uh, and it was a club in Sacramento called Capital Auto Racers that uh, everybody raced at. And everybody showed up to the track early and push all the loam, rake all the loam back onto the track because we thought that was cool and rooster tails and stuff. And, <laughs> Big difference than uh, from today's market you know, or today's racing. But yeah, good times, that's for sure. Matt, we had a guy here on Facebook, uh, Darren Giblin, 
sorry if yeah. I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Do you know Darren? Yeah, he's a racer. Okay, he's he uh, sent a. You know, we announced that you're going to be on the show. He said uh, Matt, Matt and his brother Mark took that car to a new new level back in 1990 when they milled out the sides and the bottom of the chassis. No one could catch them at Sack Mini Wheels. Yeah, that was the Mini Wheels. That was the indoor stuff. And you know, we we went out. Mark and I, my, my brother Mark and I, used to go down to um, LA and I raced at hot tracks a couple times in RCH and. This was before we were uh, fast. I mean, I remember Mark Pavitas and Jay Halsey and Cliff Lett were all there racing. And, you know, they're in, of course, battling in the, for the win and stuff. And like a Windsor Thursday night club race or whatever it was. And, I mean, they were like legends in our eyes, you know. We were just that into it. And we were watching them race. And, you know, they'd walk by in the pits. And here I am, like, you know, 13 years old. And, man, these guys are cool, you know. They're, they're 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 leading. There's Jay Halsey's and one of them all magazine ads, and you know it was just it was cool to see. It was, Southern California operated on a completely different level than anywhere else in the U.S. And to go down there um, was just and, and see those guys, you know the the originators of the car. That was uh, it was just a different time, you know. I mean it was it was it was really cool to watch that and to see that and be part of it. So, you, I mean, he made it sound like you, you guys were the first ones to do all that to the chassis and stuff? No, I, I mean, we copied all the stuff to, that the guys did in Southern California. Okay. You know, we did, um, um, you know, whenever Mark and I would go down there, my brother Mark and I would go down to L.A. and we'd see all the things that they did. Then we took it back up to Northern California, and then we were the first ones to have it up here. So oh, it, um, we definitely copied what... Um, Jay and Cliff and Mark Gavitas were doing down in Southern California. So we didn't have, it was just a whole different uh, level. You know, all those guys were so much better than, uh, than, than anywhere else in the country, it seemed like. And at the time, to us anyway, or from Northern California. So uh, we just kind of mimicked what they did and copied what they did and, you know, and then uh, kind of put our own little flares to it and that kind of stuff. So oh, cool. it, uh, it was cool seeing, seeing, the styles they created and then uh, copying them. But yeah, Jason. 91 was, uh, that was Sacramento Mini Wheels. That was our indoor track, our first indoor track. Uh, Jason, yeah, where, did, made, where did you, oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Oh, um, yeah, I'd say probably the race I remember the most with the RC10 is probably the 88 Nationals in Antioch with like yeah. 900 entries and it went to like a double E, e or F main. <laughs> yeah. And uh, won, uh, won the modified D main with it. So I was oh, pretty happy. I won the modified U main. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, nice. U as in under. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're telling me once you have a video of you crashing 27 times. 22 times I crashed in one four-minute race. Wow. <laughs> I got it on video. I still have that video today. I have awesome. a video wow. that goes way back with my dad. He had the v, he had the camcorder where he had the camera with the cord that went to the box that did the videotaping from a race at Hot Tracks with my RC10. Nice. I think I was 15, 14. Do you, have, do you remember the first time you beat Jay Halsey, Mark? Um, not Jay Halsey, but like the first big win. <clears throat> I, Hold on, uh, guys. There was a. 
there was a series race at Hot Tracks that they had going on where all those guys would race, and Kyle Reed was like the fast kid at the time, you know, and so they had a series, and I beat Kyle Reed in the in the series, and whoever won the series got a RC10 kit. Oh, so, nice. so I, yeah, so I won the series, and uh, literally the next day, my family we went camping. So I took the RC10 kit with me. And back then, when you break in that transmission, you gotta like grind because it's six gear transmission. You gotta modify the center plate to get the gear mesh right, and then jam toothpaste in there and run it in at a slow RPM. And, you know, these are all tips that Jay Halsey, you know, how to get your RC10 gearbox to work good, you know. And so that's what I did, you know, jam toothpaste in there, <laughs> close it up, turn it on low and let it run in for like an hour, take it apart, clean it, put it back together. Wow. Sounds like a fun time camping. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Damn, that's dedication right there. Dang. So, you know, was the was the tranny dialed after that? Oh yeah, it was dialed. Toothpaste has that perfect grit. Breaks in. Breaks yeah. in. Uh, what what brand that. what brand toothpaste did you use? Do you remember that? It was Crest Lightning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are gonna build the kit. There you, you go. Release. There you go. Crest Whitening toothpaste. <laughs> I'm not even going to open the kit box without having the toothpaste. Clean mint. Yeah, my, yeah. it's kind of like in the Yokomo days, your Yokomo would come with a Dremel. The RC-10 <laughs> comes with a bag of toothpaste. And a Dremel. <laughs> and a Dremel. <laughs> in the machine mm-hmm. shop. Hmm. I remember Matt had that really cool uh, piece for his servo, aluminum machine servo piece on his RC-10. Mm-hmm. You remember that part? <laughs> I do. Yeah, we had um, we had this guy uh, in uh, uh, Stockton, California, that was making some parts using machinists, and he was doing a lot of work for Rick Velo at the time. And uh, uh, my brother Mark and I got to, got set up with him, and he was making a bunch of parts for us and servo braces, and he was the one that was milling our chassis or drilling our chassis, and he's the one that actually engraved. Um, my car from 92 that we took to the 92 Nationals in Texas that, uh, that I had red anodized he engraved my name on the side and did all the machine work on that car and that was you know pretty cool looking I wish I still had that chassis I remember a lot of your cars and then was it Mark that first did the uh, the T-back chassis in the back who did that first the what yeah cut in the back because the, it had oh, the yeah. three slots in the back narrow it down to one. That's right. I remember that. The, the T-back. See, there are kinds of things you can't, you can't do on cars today. No, nope. you know, It's like it's not yeah. there. The, the option's yeah. not there. Yeah. I guess it, which is actually a good thing, but, you know. Well, now everyone wants to buy a car and take it to the track, open the box, and be able to win with it. For 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember uh, one time I saw I had to have them because Mark had the uh, the the spring retainers for the top with the set screw in them. Um, there was one national yeah. where Mark pulled them out of the the old parts or something from Associated, and he polished up his shock collars with the set screw in it. 
and uh, it'd leave a mark in the shock body, but as long as you kept your ride height the same, you couldn't see it. And, uh, <laughs> it's not like you ever changed the setup on that car anyway. Yeah, it's still the same. <laughs> I remember Mark's, uh, your rear body mount spacer was a bearing. Do you remember uh, using yeah. the, the big the big flange bearings for your body mount? Quarter spacer? by three-eighths rear hub bearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RC500, I think. is. Yeah. yeah. Mark, would only, Mark yeah. would only use the ones that were $20 a pair. Yeah. What's the part number, Mark? I, I don't know. They just come in a tube. <laughs> hey, you remember when we went to the on-road world and you took a whole tube of those RC500 carrying? <laughs> well, you needed them. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that same race. Someone, A cat came into our room and someone spray-painted the cat. <laughs> Whole different story and race. Yeah, we've transitioned from the RC10 to on road now. Yeah, <laughs> straight to the world. What was the first world you guys went to, you and Matt? Um, the the first I was gonna go. <clears throat> I was working part time at Associated when they had the worlds in uh, Australia. Right. But but I didn't have the money to go, so I stayed back. And actually, for that race, help build some of the cars that went to that race, you know. Okay. Because back in the day, well, as you know, Jason, when you worked there, um, you know, you kind of get everyone's cars ready for the Worlds, and that was always a big thing. When everyone showed up to the race, they got handed a car that was like full race, just drop your radio in pretty much. Yeah, I remember I built... B2 and that Matt won the world with, but he said he had to rebuild the whole thing because he didn't like it. <laughs> That's because you work too slow. <laughs> I remember we got to Japan and Matt was like, yeah, my shots are all jacked up. <laughs> like, Sorry. <laughs> but. The big joke, guys, is uh, when Jason and I were working there at Associated and Jason came out for the summer and uh, he was working there. And uh, he asked Gene if, you know, if he could come on as a, I think, more of a full-time position. Right, Jason? Yep. So Jason went up to Gene and asked Gene, hey, Gene, do you have anything available? And, you know, um, you know I'm really dedicated to all this, something I want to do. <laughs> Gene, Gene pulled him to the side and said, hey, Jason, look, he's kind of pulling on his shirt. He's like, Jason, you just, you just work too slow. <laughs> and you know that's pretty true <laughs> I remember I remember packaging those Nova batteries in the back and having to put heat shrink on them and I'm just thinking I was lining those things up perfect but man those packages look perfect yeah there are probably still some out there that says packaged by you know, J J R. Packaged by J R. And if you got yeah. one, send us a picture. <clears throat> did you package right. body clips as well? No, I never did any body clips. Yeah. I did. Uh, I slotted brushes. I did slotted brushes. Packaged some batteries. Soldered the weld on the the motor armature. 
And then Mark and I went to SoCal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, RC10. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got to get got to get back on topic. Well, that's right. Actually, Mark was giving us a tip about the toothpaste there, and we had a question from Jacob Holder. Any um, any tips for from you guys on building the new kit? Does the new kit come with the six gear transmission? Yes. It, it supposedly does, yeah. Okay. So I would say that center aluminum stamp piece, unless they made a 2013 version where the gear mesh is right, is probably one of the single things that you may want to address first on that kit. <laughs> well, who was just talking earlier about they had to rebuild the whole car? Was that you, Jason? I had to rebuild. You had to rebuild the car I built for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, the the new the new RC10. Supposedly, I heard it's a whole new car. Like they couldn't use any of the old molds. They had to build a whole new car. So I, I'm sure that that issue is addressed yeah. using today's technology and today's tolerances or whatever. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> yeah, I remember it came with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the. Two lower gears and then the two center gears, right? And then the two center gears, the the cool factory part was they had uh, some harder material black gears, you know. So when Ooh, yeah, I remember that. When Roger or Cliff handed you these black gears, you're like, well, these are these are cool, you know. No one else has these black <laughs> six gear <laughs> diff gears. And then ex- explain to, to the guys that are might be building this thing where the flipper is on this car or not the slipper, but yeah, where is the slipper? The slipper is the, the slipper's diff. The diff. <laughs> and the diff right. and the, where the slipper, well, for everyone that's new, the, that's where the diff is. It's up in the spur gear. Right. So when you're adjusting that nut, you're adjusting the diff, not the slipper. Technically both. Someone at a bus station? <laughs> Not me. Matt, you're getting your hair cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, that, I, I am I too. I am too. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm laying in bed right now. It's... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, no comment. So Matt mentioned, you know... That's what I was thinking. I'm sure they addressed a lot of these issues with yeah. the newer kit. I'm, I'm interested in seeing a lot, you know, the new kit and see what it's like. So, heck yeah, I have I have nothing to compare it to because I never was able to get the original RC tank kit. Yeah, if, I think if I get one, I'm going to build it to the orange chassis and just call it good. Yeah, and put it on the shelf, right? Yeah, be done with it. Yeah, just kind of use it as a uh, as a as a I don't know display piece or something like that. Right. I bet you a lot of people are going to do that. Yeah. Uh, Jason threw up a question on Facebook about that. Are you going to put it on the shelf or are you going to race it? And a lot of people are in there like, oh, I want to race it, you know, and they're all excited. And I just have a feeling that it's going to be like they're going to run that thing and no disrespect to the RC10, but, they're, you know, especially the newer generation, they're going to go from a 22 or an associated B4 and then run an RC10 original and they're going to be like, Oh crap! You know, like I think they're gonna run it one or two times, and then you know it's gonna be end up on the shelf. Shelf well, you know, 
what what we're going to do here in Florida, in Florida is uh, we're actually going to have we're going to try to have an RC10 class and just see what happens and just see if people get into it and they want to do it and kind of see where it goes from there. Um, I don't know what to think of it. I don't know what to think if it's uh, going to become popular. It's just, you know, kind of a five, six entry thing, kind of a novelty thing. But, you know, I thought we'd give people a shot at it and see if, uh, if they're going to give it a, give it a try and see what the car will do out there. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool if that class, if it did go, that, you know, you guys leave it as a stock class, no aftermarket this and that, and yes. keep, it, keep it what it truly is, you know? The six gear, no stealth, right? Yeah, all six. Yeah. <laughs> all six. <laughs> because they're talking about making aftermarket parts for it, and uh, Kirby and I were discussing it over the week, and we were just kind of like, ah, oh, really? Like... Just keep that thing original, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, I think we're, people are going to race their B4s and low-C cars and then go to this, and, you know, it's it's a nostalgic piece. It's not a performance car anymore, where back in the day it was, you know, it was the best of the best. But I think that's what appeals to so many people is the the history behind that and, you know, to go out there and wider arms and all that stuff for it. Why not just buy the B4? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we. I've had people, um, you know, say that type of thing already. You know, they're... Uh, I think guys want to put big bores on it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, it defeats the whole purpose. Like, okay, if you're going to do that, just go for the real deal. What I'm wondering is what motor could is that thing going to be able to be able to handle it. I thought the same thing, too. Yep. Yeah, they're going to have to put some kind of a brushless in there, right? They can't put a brush motor in that no, thing. It's okay. The one thing I Ring. wanted to kind of touch on on that car is, I guess the significance that I look at when I look at that car now is how much things have changed, but not really. Um, when you look at how many parts of that car are actually um, the design characteristics are you know, carried over to the car we run today, which is the kick-up, you know, the the way the whole car is laid out, servo, bell crank, 30 degrees of kick-up, caster blocks, rear hub carriers, toe-in versus the inside versus the outside. Um, it just seems like for as, uh, you know, for as far along as we came in that business at the same time, it's all based off of that car. Um, and... Um, which I think is probably the most impressive part about it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's all, everything we've done, all the design changes, everything, it realistically is the same thing. It's the same layout. You know, different angles, different lengths, different uh, dimensions, but it's the, the identical layout. Where the shots, yeah, I mean, everything, it's all the same. Yeah, and I mean, I... I think they determined over time there was some, even some magic to where the shocks were uh, positioned on that car, and um, you know, you got to really hand it to Roger, who I guess uh, designed the whole thing, and um, he kind of knew what he was doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to be the first one to offer uh, the Masami World Shock Tire with the shocks in the back. That's what I'm going to do. You better offer the whole car. In 1987, <laughs> I made a mid-engine RC10. I have a picture of it. What? Oh. Yeah. We got to get that. Yeah. Oh, oh, we need that photo bad now. I had a uh, Parma Shinwith body on it. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta see that because there's a lot of people out there claiming they had a the mid motor car before somebody else. So we can we can put that on Matt's shoulders now. Yep, I uh, I have it from '87. Um, I don't know exactly what month, but it was. Uh, I think we're all in heavy jackets, so it's either. Early 87 or late 87. Well, obviously not in the summer. We wouldn't be wearing jackets, but i got to see if I can find that picture. How's that oh, work out for you? Back Thursday. Yes. That would be, that would be perfect. Because that was one thing really cool about the, the, um, the, the, that six-year transmission is you could swap it to either, you could swap the motor mount to either side just flip it around, drill a couple of holes in the bottom of the chassis, and boom, it mounts right up. We made, you know where the rear bulkhead uh, comes together, the, the chassis cut and mounts to the top of the rear bulkhead? We did a uh, we did a side cut on the chassis and then bent those in, and that actually held the rear motor mount, if I'm correct. can't remember exactly. I mean, granted, it was, what is that, 26 years ago? Something like that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, uh, wow. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you just realized that. Huh? I, yeah, I just realized that, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, hmm, I'm almost 40, carrying the one. Yeah. That was a long time ago. So, yeah, um, let me see if I can find that picture. That'd, that'd be, be great. That would be cool. Text it to me, buddy. I'll do so. So, we're kind of jumping around, but. Yeah, um, but Mark, um, tell us about your trip. Um, I remember this race. Uh, one of them was you went to Japan for a world's warm up with the RC10, uh, and then you also the last time you ran the RC10. Oh, let's see, world's warm up. Is that? It's, it, well, that was well, I ninety-five. Remember. I think that was the B two. Yeah, that was ninety-five. We didn't take the B two to to the warm-up race, though, did we? No, I think you're right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was out to yeah. I remember, so we showed up there. Um, that's right. You're right, Jason. We showed up there, and then uh, of course it's Masami's home track. Everyone's out to lunch because no one has the perfect run tires or sauce or anything else like that. So Masami comes over after Gene had asked him if we could try some of his tires. And he goes, no problem, as long as you give them back. <laughs> so he let me try them. I think, I don't think I was TQ, but um, I ended up winning the warm-up. And, uh, of course, I had to give the tires right back to Sami. But, yeah, that was the last big international race for, for me with the RC-10. And then the last race for the RC-10 for me was, Greg, Greg will appreciate this, Greg's here, um, was up at uh, Scott Brown's track. Kind of the same thing. Um, we all went up there, me, Greg, Brian, 
and um, we were racing, and you needed special tire sauce, and Scott Brown, who was a Losey guy, gave gave me some of the tire sauce and uh, ended up winning that race, thanks to Scott Brown. <laughs> the sauce. The, the part I remember about the pictures um, when you ran that warm-up is I remember you telling me the story and the Fami giving you these tires, so... Well, it's weird is back then, no internet, no Facebook, but I remember seeing the pictures and it's the first time he saw Mark's car with like yellow wheels on the front and like lighter black. <laughs> it's got like Masami tires on it front and rear, so they're all mismatched in colors and just yeah. looks all screwed up. Yeah, but... <laughs> and and had Japanese right writing on the side of them. Yeah, so yeah. you knew right away, and you're like, if, when I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, those aren't his tires. <laughs> yeah. Like, something's going on here. Is that the first time that you saw Hara? Um, you know, at the warm-up, I don't remember. Of course, at the Worlds, yeah, because he was extremely drunk, little kid running around, throwing up all over the place. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, at the Worlds, you know, as soon as he gave me those tires, at the warm-up, when he gave me those tires, it was like go- driving a drift car to on-road. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the warm-up race and in, in in, in what tires we used before the Yokomo tires. I don't what remember. were we using? X-patterns? Yeah. Jam and J step pins. <laughs> you got <a> step pins? <laughs> they were the hot ticket. I remember them. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, maybe VP probably makes those now. I'm not sure. <laughs> or RB, I'm one of the two. That's funny. Hey, guys, we've got a question uh, from a listener here. Let me pull up his name quick. I don't know if you guys heard anything about it. Maybe Jason has. Um, oh, just lost his name. But he was asking about the MIP four-wheel drive kit. Will that be released for this car? that you guys know of because it was at RCX correct probably the the MIP four-wheel drive kit Uh, yeah uh, oh that'd be kept cool was that the uh, the chain drive one or the speedometer cable one I think it was it it looked like a belt okay so yeah he had he did the belt but the original one actually had like this shaft like a almost like a speedometer cable or whatever that went from, it kind of bowed out, came out the side of the of the top shaft on one side of the transmission in the back and then bowed out at like an angle and came into the the top gear on the, uh, on the front transmission. And then it went to the chain and then it went to the belt. Okay. I, had one, I never had one of the shaft ones. I only had one of the belt ones. So I, I, I built one of those in like 87 or 88 as well. Dang. Who's got the background music real quick? Is it not me? Or is it... I, I got the background music. Holy <laughs> Jesus, Jason. <laughs> Jason's at a club right now in uh, Florida. There. Anyway, so any of you guys run that car? The four-wheel drive? I did. I ran the shaft of the uh, uh, shoe drive car. Okay. Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I mean... I don't really have too much of a memory of it, but uh, I think I ended up getting a Kaosho Optima afterwards, and it was short-lived. 
But <laughs> yeah, I don't have much memory of it. So, Mark, tell, us about the, tell us about the self transmission you have in your attic. Um, how soon did you have that before anybody else could buy one? Oh, month. Yeah, months. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, like, what was the performance difference when you had the self versus the other? Um, just it had a lot more forward drive. The diff lasted longer. Um, there's just so many advantages of it. I mean, it it was a true transmission like we have today, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark, didn't they launch that transmission at the 1990 Nationals in Hobby Haven? They yeah, only, it came in a they, little box. Yeah, they had like 40, 40 transmissions available, or some limited number of transmissions available at that Nationals. Yeah. And uh, I remember this guy we were racing with, Joe Carter, bought like a ton of bo- I think ended up with 12 of them or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we had them, and it was, uh, yeah. Whenever they, if anybody broke anything, they came to us because we had all the parts. Yep. I do remember the, the stealth box. I remember that from back in the day. Yeah. Came in its own box. It was light blue, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that was the original car stand. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, that was one of the biggest steps of that car was uh, was was that transmission. I mean, that was you know, like Mark said, that was that's the exact model transmission that is used today. Yeah, I was going to say, and, uh, how long has that been going on? <laughs> yeah, it was 23 years, 20, 23 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, somebody was telling me when they got the transmission at that race that the it didn't have an instruction manual, but it just came with a bunch of photos. Yeah, yeah like, that I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Wow. I'd be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... The parts were in the box, and you got a bunch of photos, and then it was like, figure it out. <laughs> it was that was it was at a national event, though. There were so many guys around there that could help you out that it was right. not an issue, you know. But yeah, it was so different than what anybody else was used to that um, there was you know confusion and people building them wrong, and not knowing how to adjust the diff, and I think it's. You, you put it in your car and then you, you tighten it and you had to back it off an eighth of a turn and people didn't quite understand what an eighth of a turn is and I mean you know you got to make something idiot proof and and back then a, a photo was not idiot proof. Yeah, it's like uh, how many people probably cut the ears off those tea nuts for the transmission? <laughs> exactly. I needed those. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So interesting when they come out with the stealth transmission again here. It's going to be interesting to see if they just have photos. <laughs> cool. I hope they come out with it so I have another car stand. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool to see some of that factory team stuff too, the blue stuff. That was a good idea. Ah. The, yeah. the motor plates and all that. Yeah. You need to make a cab forward body for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, people have already started emailing us about that. 
<laughs> if you make it, I will yeah. befriend you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make, if they're going to come out with the aftermarket parts, they got to do it in the different colors. Remember the uh, the neon color chassis, the pink and green and orange and oh yeah, I think they had blue. But they can't they you they can't change the car. The other uh, cool aspect was the front chassis tubes. Um, the we call them the crash tubes, but you can go and you can mill different designs in those. They need to come out with that kind of stuff, but not change not necessarily performance parts, but just aftermarket parts to to customize it to make it look cool. Right. Just all the stuff you wish you had when the car was when the car was uh, new. Exactly. What they should do is come out with a, a aftermarket like a pro kit that's the replica of Jay Halsey's car that they had on display. That would be cool. Yeah. I thought what Mark was gonna say is what they should do is come out with a B five. <laughs> I think the I next think they're racing of... that car at the Worlds in Chico this year. They just didn't want to debut. <laughs> well, what, what they that? need to do is they need to get um, Matt's photo of how he made it mid-mode so they can yeah. run it like that in Chico. Yeah, I'm telling you. I could send him over a um, a sample. <laughs> He's like, see, I, I, bent these, I bent these chassis tabs with my pliers. I think the next wave of associated cars should should go back to gold anno. Personal opinion. That'd be cool. A little throwback. Did you say A and L? No, I think the next associated car. <laughs> yes, with a par with a Parma body. Nice. So I'm interested in hearing about Mark's uh, building the the stealth cars for uh, Australia. Did uh did you build Masami's car? I don't know. I don't think I built his. I think his car always came with a pinion wrench because his pinions always kept falling off. <laughs> but that's that's kind of what Masaki was known for. Like the pinion gear would always fall off. Huh. So Cliff would always send him with a new pinion pinion wrench, like oh a 050, brand new one every like big race. That's funny. <laughs> oh man. But. Yeah, Masami, first one to cut the back off his body. Now mm-hmm. no one has backs on the bodies, right? True. We used to think that was so stupid, too. Yeah, now we all have them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the wing wire was a, a key thing. You know, when it went in the tubes, you just didn't want it straight. You kind of give it a little kink to where it kind of... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jams just... in there. That was a tip. Yeah, you, yeah it wouldn't, you couldn't set it in there because it would just fall straight out. Yeah, because then halfway through your run, you crash, and then your wing's all up in the air because half of, half of the tube is, or the wire's hanging out of the tube. <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah. it would be fun to put together a, uh, a list of pro tips from, uh, from everybody on, on things that we used to do to that car yeah. just to make it. Um, That's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's the list together. Let's submit it to Associated, and we're all going to take royalties off uh, off this pro kit that's coming out. <laughs> a, a Bud's bi-level wing for aftermarket part? Oh, that's... You, that was kind of the same thing like we were talking about earlier. 
if somebody showed up with pink A-arms and then a Bud's five-level wing, you pretty much knew that you were going to beat them. <laughs> and then you needed the, uh, trying to think, the jump jets by Parma. Um, uh, Paragon jump jets. Paragon. Okay. Those things were bad. And they made the little tube, the little bottle to, to drop calm drops in your motor every so often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was at the Nationals in Savannah. <laughs> That's when you go through tech where it was 6L for stock, but JD went through tech with 7L <laughs> and still got beat down the straightaway. <laughs> I remember that. Good stuff. Hey, we got a question here from Stephen Powell. Do you think we'll end up using servo tape, or will they have servo mounts for this new kit? Good question. Sure, they'll have servo mounts. Servo tape was only a, that was like a, I mean, nobody, I guess a lot of people did that until we came out with cool, cool looking servo mounts. But the, yeah, if you had a servo tape, <laughs> you, You'd hit a pipe, and the next time you get on the straightaway, your car'd be all out of trim. But think of the weight savings. Hey, Brian. <laughs> yeah, all. <laughs> hey, rumor is there's only two thousand kits being produced. Jason, true? Do you know any rumors? Mark? I don't know. I to me, if I was them, I would limit it to the amount that I could sell. But if, if they're going, if they truly. If they truly had to, to to make a whole new car for that, make all new molds, then why would they limit the production? Or why would they put the two thousand? Maybe that's their 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 bottom line number that it would take to to get back their uh, their cost to build it. Okay. We need Cliff Led on the phone. Cliff, get on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, trying to scan through questions here, but uh, threaded rods instead of t- turnbuckles that was sent in. Oh yeah, <laughs> God, threaded rods. Are they, are they going to have threaded rods instead of turnbuckles, or what are uh, they do? That's what I that's heard. What, the, I heard the thing is just like it was when it came out. Okay, that was from with Lewis the, Church uh, with the transparent ball cups. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those little tiny things. All right, well, there, um, Mark has to go. Mark, did you enjoy my grape Kool-Aid that I made for you guys here at the round table? Nobody said anything about that. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, Mark has to go. Before Mark goes, I think Matt has a few more minutes, but before Mark goes, uh, we have to get you in on this because Joel did it. So Joel is a good sport. And it's going to be another lightsaber battle between... Oh, it's going to be a lightsaber battle between Jason Rona and Mark Pavitas, <laughs> a.k.a. versus J Concepts. Here's your lightsabers, by the way. Round I'm going two. To give, I'm going to give red to uh, Pavitas for a.k.a. You got yours there? Mark's really into this, so. I I just watched the, uh, they ran it on Spike, uh, was it last week? So I, I, I'm getting caught up. So he's already, he's already been practicing. These aren't the droids <laughs> you're looking for. And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> there you go. Okay, battle it out. Mark and go to win. There you go. Battle it out with Rona. Come on, Rona, get him. I'm fighting, dude. 
arcade concepts. Oh, Oh, Jason, nice! Oh, Jason was the same move! And that is... Yeah, right there. Oh, Jason with the same move he pulled on Joel Johnson. Typical oh. move. <laughs> it's really, it's kind of like the, um, the the kick on Karate Kid. It's really undefensible. Sweet, though. It is. Each time the tall guy... The, the tall guy puts their hand on my head and I just go straight for the knee, cut him straight off. <laughs> Same move that you did to Joel. Great. How's your knee, Mark? He sliced it pretty good. It hurts. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go get some bandage on that and hopefully you can get back on your bike again. All right. Good luck appreciate for it. November. Hey, Mark. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Go put some miles on that lefty lockout. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining right. us, Mark. Okay, guys. I wonder if Matt should battle it out with the lightsaber. With the no, man, I want my knees. I'm going to just forfeit the, uh, the win to Jake he's, tap, he's tapping out. <laughs> tapping out, exactly. So, Matt, we look forward to you finding that pitcher. That would be great. You know what? I um, uh, I got a couple things to do tonight, but uh, tomorrow or next day, I'll definitely I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. It could be, you know, I just went um, – I had a bunch of old RC stuff at my mom's house that I just went and picked up the other day, and I, I gave it all to uh, to my buddy Dave. Um, but um, I think I have that box of photos there, and if I do, I'll definitely bring it home, and uh, I'll dig through it, and I'll see if I can find it. I think it'd be really cool. I mean, you know, everybody talks about uh, talks about stuff that they did and you know how they created things and you know, all that stuff, but yeah, photos tell, uh, photos are definitely worth a thousand words, right? Yeah. yeah. That would be, so let me see if I can find it and, um, I will, uh, I'll reach out to you guys. Cool. That'd be great. Just text it over to me. Uh, we'll do so. I'll take, I'll, I'll take a picture on my Apple phone and send it over to you. Oh God. <laughs> send it to my note does, too. Does your droid accept an Apple picture? I'm not sure if it does. I right? don't know. I'm not sure. You can just wave the hand over it. It'll, it'll, it'll get it. <laughs> they are reverse compatible. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it works too good, though, because when I text Rona, it takes them like 12 hours to respond. That has nothing to do with the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yahtzee. Yeah, All right, guys. All right, man. Thanks, right, so thanks. you're not gonna do the you're not gonna do the battle with uh, Rona? Not, yeah, sure, battle me. All right, Rona, you ready? I know, I'm ready. I'm not gonna and, put my hand on Jason's head. Oh, he's had all this experience. And right. Matt Francis definitely gets the red saber, no doubt. Yes. Should right. just jump the shark? Though red red is not a great. It's not winning. So, oh, here we go. All right, Jason, you ready to go? Fire him up. Contest against Matt Francis. Oh, look at look at Rhoda. He's swinging like a bad man. Francis, man, he's really. Oh, Francis, get and across the way. Oh, that I do. Not, did I did I did I kill him? No, I I I jumped off the I jumped off the top rope and got you around the shoulder. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. I, try, I mean, I give it a good battle, so it's all right. It was I mean, a long you battle. Know, you guys got to, yeah, you guys have to keep doing this show, so 
you know, you can't kill off Jason. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. That's what I'm saying. I see Rona's bleeding there on top of his left shoulder there. So I guess he he got him. He nicked him there with that one move you did, where you put your leg on his knee and then you jumped up and came back down on him. Nice. That was nice. I've been practicing that. Well, we appreciate that, Matt. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being a good sport. No worries, guys. Hey, uh, all the best. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. Later. Go Niners. Thanks, Go, yeah, Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. See. You. You bet. Bye now. Nice. That's a good show. Rona's got some lightsaber skills. Been polishing up. People are going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. That's some good discussion on RC10. For sure. I'm on the fence of getting one. Like, like I told you guys earlier, I'm like, man, I really want to get one because I you just get, was never able to get the original. Get one and do a showpiece and do like a, a classic paint job and just put that sucker up on the shelf. Yeah. Do like a, a Halsey or a, a P- Cliff Lett or Pavitas paint job and because Masami's is just way too intricate. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> what do you think, Jason? When are you getting yours? Pre ordered it already? I, yeah, I pre ordered it on RCTang.com. So as soon as they come in, I guess. I actually already have three RC10s at my house that um, a friend and a racer. Um, of ours, Jeff Harris, uh, kind of restored for me. So I'll send you that picture later. Of, yeah, well, actually, I got to do that. tomorrow because I'll be send cool. you the two cars. They don't have electrical or wheels or tires on them, but full running chassis. They're they're cool looking. Sweet. Yeah. Still fun to look at old photos. That's always I don't know. It's cool. Just uh, going back in time. Well, I'm really interested in this car from the standpoint of I wish. I want people to see what it was all about, look at the design details of this car, and so people can kind of respect. Um, the reason that people do make a big deal out of Associated is uh, because of that car, and I think when they look down the line and, and uh, uh, realize what Roger was kind of doing there with that car, that he was kind of ahead of his time there a little bit, and, uh, you know, he... It worked out really well for him and Associated, and that's what I'm interested to see people with. And then um, from the standpoint of I hope people race it and, um, you know, maybe it'll spark some interest of the old guys that got out of it and they just kind of want to reflect on the old days and, and maybe we'll see some more racers and maybe they'll they'll get hooked on it again. That's what I'm looking for. Now, do you think we'll see Losi follow suit? I don't see it happening. Um Maybe maybe I could see Kyosho maybe trying to do something, but they never really had as iconic of a car as the RC10. I mean, even the car that Joel, uh, we were talking to Joel, he won that Worlds with, is the, the actual car. I saw pictures of that car that he won the race, but it's nothing like the car that they sold. So um, it's like the car that he won the race with had like a, you know, like a flat chassis, carbon chassis with suspension bolted to it. And the car they came out with had like aluminum rail chassis. And it was like not even close to the same looking kind of car. Um, right. From what I remember. Um, so it's like, what car would they, you know, what car would they show or what car would they release? Um, what I see happening is um, I could see associated, you know, I don't know anything. Um, I haven't been told anything, but what I could see happening is them releasing that car, 
and then them releasing parts that they made for that car sort of chronologically in the order that they released them before. So it's like first you have an RC-10, then, you know, a little ways down the road, they release the wider front arms, the other shock tower, a longer front shock, and then they, a little ways down the road, then they release the self-transmission. And, you know, they and people can kind of relive that those days of getting those parts and, and still having, uh, you know, just kind of updating their shelf clean or making multiple versions, or maybe there'll be that RC-10 class that takes off in racing, and we're all playing with uh, with RC-10s and updating with old parts. So, I don't know. That's, I, I, I kind of hope, hope to see that. Um, just because I, I want to see more racers, more entries, some old guys come back and play, and and uh, maybe some new guys get hooked. That's uh, what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, did, real quick, do they have a release date on this yet? It just time says, frame on I this? think it just says summer 2013. So Okay. All right. I was hoping like late July because we were going to try to incorporate that class into our Supercut series, have a RC10 class, which starts in August. So I was hoping it would be like a, a July release, but all I see is summer 2013. So I guess that could be the latest, the end of August. All right. Well, hey, I'll get mine pre-ordered because I look forward to building it and just putting it on the shelf here. Cool. Uh, we should also mention Roger Curtis was introduced into the RC Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so right around the same time as yeah. the announcement. So pretty cool. Yeah, real cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty convenient timing. And I've had uh, actually the privilege of working with Roger a little bit at Associated, as well as, you know, Mark was just on the show. Uh, Mark's worked with him a bunch. and um, Actually, Mark worked for him at Associated. Uh, and I guess mm-hmm. I technically did, too. Um and Matt Francis raced for him. So Roger's the guy that um, doesn't talk a lot, uh, but he's obviously the the big brains behind that original side of Associated, and that's what RC stands for, and RC10 is Roger Curtis 10. And, uh, yeah, obviously took some chances there. If you, There's a little, kind of a little breakdown of his uh, Hall of Fame thing on the Associated website. Uh, kind of breaks down Roger's career and what he did before RC. And, and uh, yeah, he used to travel with us to the world um, and go to all. Was he it, never, was he it never Rod? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, he didn't normally go to like the nationals or the Norca nationals to travel with the team, but he always traveled with us to the world in the old days. And uh, Cliff Lett called him the secret weapon, which was anytime they got into a crunch, an engineering problem, Roger was always the new perspective, the guy that got him out of a crunch. And so, uh, yeah, he would always come to the world and offer his opinions and try to help the team win. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely cool to be a part of and kind of being around those guys. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you mentioned the Nationals. Uh, was he at the 96 Nats? So, I, I thought he was, but... No, Gene, Gene was there. Gene Hussing was there. Right, okay. Um, maybe I met him in Chicago. Because where I met Roger. But. That could be. All right, well, there you have it. That was a great show with uh, Matt Francis, uh, Mark Pavitas. A um, little scheduling conflict with Kenwell, so we weren't able to get him on, but, we, but Brian will join us. We had us. A, un, you know, uh, a guest that we didn't expect to come on. For a little bit, and that was Joel Johnson. 
who battled the RC-10 back in the day. Neat little uh, RC-10 history show, pretty much. Yeah, the, the Joel Johnson input, the Mark Davidis and Matt Francis, obviously the guys that, all those guys are world champions. Joel's uh, one of the rare guys that's won an on-road and an off-road world. Mark's won an 8-scale buggy and 10-scale buggy, and Matt Francis won two-wheel drive twice. So um, I guess I'm the Charles Barkley of that crew. Oh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, we're going to close it out because the show's getting a little long. So, uh, any shout outs there? We got jconcepts.net. They're a big thing. You know, and, I don't know. You know, I think for me, thanking everybody uh, for listening and, uh, you know, putting up with us and all the fun stuff we do. And obviously, thanking Mark and, you know, even uh, AKA, you know, Mark and Joel and those guys and everybody that is willing to come on and, Matt Francis, who doesn't have to do it at all, but and you can still see he's got that. Um, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to RC, so it's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thank those guys a lot. I mean, you know, as soon as I got a hold of them, it's like no problem. So awesome. Uh, so jconcepts.net, uh, teamgravityrc.com, and p1brand.com. Who's doing a little contest where they want to give a shirt away on every show? Yep. Um, so I'm just going to play a soundbite from a video game, and first one to email me at radioimpound at gmail.com gets the T-shirt, and this one's going to be tough. One guess, though. So, you can't guess 50 different games. Just one guess per email. Yeah, don't send me an email with 50 games in it. No. I may have to find a different way to give these away. Maybe throw all the correct answers into a hat and pull one yeah. out. Maybe that's maybe that might be fair. I don't know. Because I got some criticism on taking only the first email. <laughs> Hey, that's that's how these other All contests right. I listen to, you know, other podcast contests. Go, right. go ahead. Here's 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 a real quick because everybody's oh. got to go. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, that's your get. Radio impound at gmail dot com. Send me the answer to that sound drop, and you'll win a P one brand T shirt. Oh. Courtesy of P1Brand.com. Thank you, Jay. All right, guys. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Rip Nation. Keep it classy.